0: What's going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the Birds Banter podcast, and this time we are celebrating not only an Eagles win, but a division title. The Eagles are winning the NFC East this year. Um, I was saying it, weeks past that the Eagles were going to kind of come away and win this division. They end up doing it in dramatic fashion, thirty-four to seventeen, and wow, this just feels great. Um, the Eagles have been battling the past couple of weeks. They won four straight games, all against divisional opponents. They went and beat the Giants, they beat the Redskins, then they beat the Cowboys, and then the Giants again. It's an amazing feat by this Eagles team, considering all the things, uh, all the factors going into the game with injuries, um, weather, all sorts of that. But the Eagles overcame all of their struggles, end up winning the division, and I can't be more proud of this team. Uh, I. It's hard to not count out the team a little bit, just because... Um, you see everything that's negative going against them, and you're thinking, "Man, is is this gonna be gonna be the end?" Just this morning, I was thinking to myself because last night I was watching the college football playoffs and watching some in, very intriguing prospects, especially at the wide receiver position. And uh, I, I've said this before, but I don't like to get into draft scouting until the Eagles are completely done their season. I didn't do it last year. I'm not going to do it this year because I don't want to take. Any of my attention away from the current season when it shouldn't be taken away. A lot of people were counting the Eagles out previous weeks um, ago and were saying that, "Oh, we should all start to look towards the draft." Nope, I was completely invested into this season and it paid off. But seeing all those intriguing players, I'm thinking, "Man, what am I? How am I going to start planning to podcast in the off season? What am I going to want to talk about? When should I start looking into these players?" I started having my doubts. I completely thought that the Eagles were going to go in there tonight and win against the Giants and win the NFC East, but I couldn't help to think a little bit with, you know, Zach Ertz going to be missing the game and all the other injuries that they've been dealing with. I had a little bit of doubt. I can't, I can't lie. I had a little bit of doubt, but man, the Eagles pulled through. They ended up winning that game 34 to 17. Before we get into the the game, I'm going to talk about um, what what I've been going through a little bit. So Currently, I'm in Florida um, having a little vacation after Christmas, and I, I was trying to watch the game. They only had the Cowboys game on in the um, cable stations here, so I had to stream. The game was a little bit behind, which was never is never fun to do. I don't enjoy doing that, and then the TV went out. The stream was lagging. Um, end up watching the game, and I don't have my mic here with me. I'm just recording this on my phone, but I wanted to make sure that I got to get some content out there and celebrate this huge win with you guys. So uh, we're going to talk about this Eagles win all throughout the next couple uh, couple moments in this podcast. So first of all, I want to talk about Boston Scott. He had 138 scrimmage yards this game. On top of that, three total touchdowns. Boston Scott, I mean, he broke out against the Giants a couple weeks ago in Man, he hasn't slowed down. I'm very impressed with Boston Scott. Um, I put something out on Twitter several weeks ago, or I guess four weeks ago, when they played the Giants. Um, after he had that great game, I put a clip of my podcast from last year around that time when I was talking about Boston Scott. And I said, Hey, I think he can be the next Darren's Rolls um, in Philly. I posted that again, kind of you know, pat myself on the back there because I liked what I saw of him. I watched the tape when the Eagles signed him off the Saints practice squad. And he has proven me right. Um, that wasn't a shot in the dark. I definitely saw a lot of promise in Boston Scott. He has similar traits to Darren Sproles, but he supplies a lot of power too. Uh, I think we're definitely all seeing that right now, and everybody's falling in love with Boston Scott. And there's a lot of Eagles players that everybody loves, but Boston Scott is definitely one of them right now. He had a fantastic game, and I hope that energy can continue into the playoffs. Uh, before I go, I just this is unreal to keep saying, Eagles in playoffs. I mean, I'm sorry, but this this season has been crazy. And to imagine that the Eagles are going to be playing next weekend in the playoffs uh, against top NFC teams is crazy. But uh, moving on, the Eagles signed a wide receiver, last name of Burnett. I'm sure nobody really knew anything about him uh, when they signed him. But, hey, it's another guy for Carson Wentz to throw to. He really stepped up. He had two receptions for 48 yards in that one a 48-yard reception. Um, I think that's super important, just having that connection to go into the playoffs with. Carson Wentz doesn't need to rely on him to get 100-plus yards in um, the next couple of games. But, hey, I mean, another weapon is another weapon. I think that's definitely going to be important. Jake Elliott, he was clutch today. He made two field goals, one being 50 yards. The other one was in the 30s. Um, a lot of people were doubting Jake Elliott after his contract extension. I think he's missed four field goals. Um, after being almost perfect throughout the first half of the season, I think perfect for the first half of the season, then he missed one or one or so, and then got that big extension, making him the third highest paid kicker in the league. And they started to fall off a little bit, but Jake Elliott really found his groove today and was clutch for the Eagles when they needed him. Got those hard earned points. Uh, really, it was a blowout towards the end, but when Jake Elliott needed to make those field goals, the Eagles were in a very close game. So, kudos to him for pulling off those. Big field goals for the team. Um, next, the defense. Defense was fantastic. And they're not getting enough credit for this game because the defense really carried the offense. The offense got it done. They scored the points. But man, Rodney McLeod and Malcolm Jenkins, they had the games of their lifetimes today. Uh, I tweeted this morning on my personal account that Rodney McLeod, I, if you guys remember over the offseason when the Eagle when he was coming off that knee injury, um, his future with the Eagles was kind of unsure. They restructured his contract to keep him around, but make it a little bit more team-friendly. He agreed to it, signed him. Um, basically, what it was was a really low uh, base salary with a ton of incentives, and then he would be a free agent after the season. And, I mean, if you guys are watching the same Eagles football that I'm watching, you know that Rodney McLeod is most likely meeting a lot of those incentives. He is playing fantastic football this season. And one of the incentives was if you play 85% of the snaps and make the playoffs, he gets $250,000. He already had the 85% of snaps, and uh, they knocked off the playoff, making the playoffs today. So Rodney McLeod was definitely going to be fighting hard today to get that hard-earned quarter of a million dollars. And, man, he came to play. He had a lot of big hits. I think the only bad play that I saw out of him was um, when Saquon scored that touchdown. Um, That was really the only thing that the Eagles defense let up that was not good. The other safety that the Eagles had today was Malcolm Jenkins, and he played really well. I mean, earlier in the season, Malcolm Jenkins was not playing up to par. Um, He had that contract dispute over the offseason. He wanted a restructured deal to get more money because he was being utilized a lot in the defense, but wasn't being compensated for as well as he was playing. So there was all that drama, and then he didn't really get to prove it. He wasn't showing that he was one of the top safeties. But these past couple of games, Malcolm Jenkins has been playing very good football. And he's 34 years old. He's playing some of his best football that I've seen out of him. He's a great player. Uh, He's had a lot of great seasons in his prime in the previous years. But these past couple of games, he is coming to play. And after the game, a lot of the players were crediting Malcolm Jenkins to his leadership in the locker room. Not only is he getting it done himself, but he's rallying everybody together. And that's really what you want to see out of him. He had a great game. He forced that fumble. Uh, I believe it was Malcolm Jenkins. I'm 99% sure. Forced that fumble from Daniel Jones. He kind of muffed the snap and then got regained control. And then it was Fletcher Cox who ended up recovering that football at the Giants, what, one or two yard line? And then it was an easy touchdown for Boston Scott, one of his three touchdowns. So just the safety play overall between McLeod and Jenkins was fantastic. I think they really came, brought the energy, and made sure that the Eagles were playing good football on the defensive side. They knew that the offense, what the offense could do with Carson Wentz, but the defense, um, they needed to make sure that they could slow down Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. Um, another couple players in the defense that stepped up. I think Nate Gary had a great game. Um, a couple of days ago on our Eagles Nation page on Twitter, we put out who do you think is the MVP, offensive player, defensive player of the year for the Eagles. But then at the bottom, it was the most underrated player. That was the last uh, category. And when I was filling that out, I put Nate Gary as the most underrated player. I understand he. Sometimes makes a few mistakes, but he's, all throughout the season, he's been hit or miss. He'll give you a missed tackle, but the next play, he'll give you a tackle for loss. I think, as of recently, in my opinion, I think that those uh, bad plays have been going away, and he's been solid. He's really been stepping up. He's made a couple of great tackles against the Giants. Giants, uh, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, he made really good plays against that entire offense. Um, really showed that he's a good piece in this uh, in this defense because a lot of people were criticizing Nate Gary and his play earlier in the season, but I think he's going to be sticking around for a while. I think he's a good piece, um, great value for what where they drafted him. So great job for Nate Gary to solidify that linebacker group in the game. Next couple of players come from the secondary as well. Craven LeBlanc, first of all. Man, I before the game when I saw that Jalen Mills was out, I saw, okay, the Eagles are gonna start Cindy Jones and Rasul Douglas on the outside, and Avante Maddox in the slot. But that wasn't the case. They put Avante Maddox on the outside and Cray Von LeBlanc in the slot. Cray on LeBlanc who had what, two snaps last week. He was on the pup or the, no, he was on the IR to start the season because he um had that in injury, similar injury to what Alshon Jeffrey just suffered, what Julian Mills had last season. So he was out for an extended period of time, came back and really didn't have an impact at all. He came, started this game, and man, he played well. Um, the one play that sums up his play today was that one one-on-one tackle against Saquon in open field to seal the game. Man, that was a great tackle. Craven LeBlanc is stepping up when the Eagles really need him to next player, Sidney Jones. I talked about this last week because I was saying how Sidney Jones, he's been stepping up when the Eagles really need him to, but is he ready to get a starting goal? Sidney Jones finished the game with an interception and three passes deflected, and what I've noticed with Jones is he excels in man coverage, something that the Eagles really don't like to do because, in my opinion, they don't really have a corner I can cover receivers and man coverage consistently. But it looks like Sidney Jones might finally be that cornerback. Just to review, he was that second-round pick in the 2017 draft. He was basically redshirted his first year because of the Achilles injury. Came back, had a lot of hype about him the last two seasons, then really didn't do anything with it. Um, hasn't really played well. Hasn't played up to his full potential. But now in these past three, four games, when his name has been called, it's been nothing but good. I think that is super big for Sidney Jones' future with the team because um, previously I was saying that the Eagles shouldn't keep Sidney Jones around anymore. It was a failure of a pick, and he just needs to get off the team, move on, find someone that can make a bigger impact. But now Sidney Jones is a legitimate starting contention. I think the Eagles need to start him in the playoffs. Um, I think the the starting cornerbacks need to be Avante Maddox, Craven LeBlanc, and Sidney Jones. And what's interesting is that all three of those guys are outside corners slash slot corners. And I would put Sidney Jones and Maddox on the outside with Craven LeBlanc on the inside. I think that would be the best case scenario for this uh, Eagles Eagles team. Honestly, um, Jalen Mills, he, I'll get to that in a little bit. He didn't play the game against the Giants because of that ankle injury. He says he'll be back in the playoffs. Honestly, I think Sidney Jones is ready to start. I think they need to start with him and just see how it goes. Um, Jalen Mills can come in in situations, but it's a tough situation. Finally, the Eagles quarterbacks are stepping up, and they have a tricky situation on who they're going to start. But it's going to come down to are they going to pick Sidney Jones or Jalen Mills? But hats off to Sidney Jones, great game by him. Um, I hope to see a lot more of that in the future. And as you can, as you might have known, I'm saving the best for last. Carson Wentz. Now Carson Wentz finished the game with 289 yards and a touchdown. He, or no, two touchdowns. Sorry, he had the franchise record for completions and passing yards, the most in Eagles history in completions and passing yards. Let that sink in. He was the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 4,000 passing yards and not have a receiver over 500 receiving yards. That is amazing. I mean, every time I think of these injuries, it blows my mind because in week one, it looked like the Eagles have one of the most dominant offenses in the league, and then players start dropping everywhere. They're losing their receivers, their running backs, their tight ends. Everyone on the offense is, is falling apart. But Carson Wentz, his, his talent still withheld, and he played great football. Um, he finished the season on a high note. He didn't have any interceptions. He, I think he threw for seven all regular season. Um, he just doesn't throw a lot of interceptions at all. That's plain and simple. Um, very impressive because of his mindset. He wants to get it done, but he he's very smart with the ball. Um, he had a record-breaking year. He has his best year so far because it's, it's his best year so far. I understand in 2017 he had a great year, but this year he played all 16 games and he had the stats to he had the stats to back it up. He had a great statistical year, a great year leading this team with his number one wide receiver was a quarterback in college, and his running back that had the best game today against the Giants was a walk-on in college, and he's 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, I mean, that is unheard of. Uh, the Eagles offense looks terrible on paper, but... They're going to be scary to play in the playoffs. I mean, Carson Wentz, if you have him on your team, you have a chance no matter who you're playing. That's just my opinion. Um, Also, one big thing here, this is Carson Wentz's first playoff appearance next week. Yeah, you heard that right, first playoff appearance. His first year in the league, they didn't make playoffs. Second and third year, it was cut short because of the injuries, the ACL and the back injury. And in this fourth year in the league, they're finally making it. They squeeze in at 9-7. and seven. And um, Carson Wentz is going to be hungry. He saw Nick Foles win playoff games two years in a row now. Um, Nick Foles isn't on the team. They put all their faith and a lot of money in the Carson Wentz. And now he's going to be the one that has to get it done. And I think he's going to understand the ramifications of this game. And I, I was saying it weeks ago. Even if the Eagles go in, and lose by 30 to whoever they play, either the 49ers or the Seahawks. Currently, that game is being, getting played right now. Um, obviously, I'll be upset. Eagles fans everywhere, everywhere will be upset. But in reality, all that matters is that Carson Wentz steps in the field in the playoffs. He needs an experience. He needs to know how it feels, the preparation, the opponents, um, and that atmosphere. Because if he doesn't get that in four years, then he's set up to fail. He's not going to know what it takes when he makes it in year five, six, seven. You need that experience early on to be a great quarterback, in my opinion. And it's so important that he's finally getting that. I talked about the injuries a little bit earlier in the podcast, but I want to touch on that um, a lot now. So first of all, the Eagles were without, to start the game, they are without Jalen Mills, their starting quarterback. Nelson Aguilar, who if he was playing, he would be the best wide receiver. Lane Johnson, their starting right tackle, all pro 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 Bowl right tackle, Zach Ertz, one of the, in my opinion, the best tight end in the league this year. Um, Ertz, I want to talk about that a little bit. So Ertz played the entire game against the Cowboys with a fractured rib and a lacerated kidney. Um, now, pro football doctor said that, you know, it's going to be tough. For Ertz to even play in the playoffs. He was ruled out in week 17, rightfully so, that you don't want to mess with that injury. Um, get healthy as much as possible. But, last rated kidney, that held, I believe it was Andrew Luck, Keenan Allen, and Miles Austin out for an entire year of football. Um, man, it's going to be tough for Ertz to step on the field, not only with a uh, rib injury, <clears throat> but a last rated kidney. And if it was up to me, honestly, I'd be on a flight to Philly right now trying to give Ertz my kidney. Um, He's so important for the Eagles' offense. They started slow today, and I think it was mostly because Zach Ertz was missing. They had to depend so much on Miles Sanders. And um, although Sanders is great, it was a one-dimensional offense. Carson Wentz was looking to him way too much, way too many screen plays. wasn't really getting much done. Um, It's a great compliment to have Miles Sanders bounce out of the backfield, but maybe one every five and six plays, not first down, second down, third down in a drive. You're not going to get an offense rolling that way. Dallas Goddard, I think he stepped up well, had a good game, but he's no Zach Ertz. Um, So that's going to be something to to look out on because Ertz, I'm sure he's going to want to play, but I don't think it's going to be smart to, not only for just his outlook as a player next season, but his overall health as a person. You got to remember, these players, they're people. They, They have the same body that we do. Um, you you have to be smart. Although a playoff win would be, mean so much to this team, you have to be smart. You have to treat these players with respect and uh, make sure the medical staff is giving them the attention that they need. Um, during the game, it was a classic Eagles game with more injuries. They missed a significant amount of players um, for any sort of time during the game, but the most important was... Brandon Brooks, who it was reported after the game that he had suffered a dislocated shoulder, they popped it back in. Uh, honestly, I think that's best-case scenario for this game. As soon as I saw the card go out on the field, I thought, man, he broke his arm. They're going to put put probably put an air cast on him. He's done. He's done. But dislocated shoulder, they popped it back in. There's honestly a possibility that he's going to be able to play in the playoffs. That is super important because um, – If it was a break or anything of that matter, he'd be done. If it was a torn pec, he'd be done. But I think dislocated shoulder in that situation, obviously if it was just like a a little sprain or something, that's the best case scenario. But bringing a card out and everybody knew it was going to be a serious injury, a dislocated shoulder is definitely best case scenario. So I hope for the best from Brandon Brooks. Hopefully he's healthy to go in the playoffs. I think he's definitely going to be pushing to the Eagles coaching and medical staff to get him out there on the field. Um he's a tough guy. He's a real tough guy and I think he wants to finish this season with the team in the playoffs. Another injury was Miles Sanders. That was a huge one. He, he hurt his ankle early in the game, tried to go back out there, just it wasn't right. Um he went to the medical tent for a long time, tried to do some jogging on the sideline. Just didn't look right and he ended up going to the locker room and didn't come back out. Um Miles Sanders is a huge part of the Eagles offense right now. They're relying on him so much. Although Boston Scott got it done, you really need Miles Sanders for the playoffs. And not to mention, Jordan Howard didn't really get a lot of action um, against the Giants today. I think that's going to be important to understand that Jordan Howard is another weapon that they can use. If Sanders can come back healthy, and they have him, a fresh Jordan Howard, because he hasn't played football in a while. Uh, his legs are definitely fresh. And I Austin Scott, who has the hot hand right now, uh, that's a really good right back trio. But hopefully, Sanders will be able to be healthy, but also return to his full potential. Now, I said this uh, in a couple of previous podcasts. If I want to say it again, the Deshaun Jackson situation—he has hasn't been hasn't played a full game since week one. But with the time that he was put on IR, if the Eagles win the wild card game in the playoffs they beat either the 49ers and the seahawks uh, like i said the game's going on as as i record this um if they win in advance of the divisional round deshaun jackson is eligible to come back they have to win one game and this comp- offense is completely changing not only do they have a wide receiver that um does the offense and has experience but they have a wide receiver that can burn the entire defense. It's going to open up so much more. Um, if they get a playoff victory, I don't care how close it is, how dramatic it is, if they get Deshaun Jackson back, that is a completely different team that an opponent is going to have to face. That is something to watch for because uh, he looks like he's, he's healthy. He's been looking good in rehab. It looks like he's ready to go. Um, so I'm really excited to see if they'll be able to utilize Deshaun Jackson in the playoffs this year. But getting to the real analysis of this game, I have a couple points I want to touch on um, that I want to leave you guys with. First of all, just the resiliency of this team. You know, week one, just a review of the injuries. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Jordan Howard missed some time, Nelson Aguilar, um, Corey Clement, Darren Sproles on the offensive line, Lane Johnson missed some time, Um, Jason Peters as well. Zach Ertz now. um, The offense has been banged up, as you can see. Um, On the defensive side of the ball, Jalen Mills didn't start the season. Ronald Darby is now out. Um, The defensive tackle position took a huge blow with Malik Jackson out since week one. Tim Jernigan missed a couple of weeks um, in the middle of the season. Derek Barnett missed a couple of games. Nigel Bradham. um, Secondary... They've been they've been okay. Um, they really came into the room and owned as Jalen Mills returned, but now they're getting hit with a lot of injuries. It's been rough. It's been very rough. The same team that we saw week one is not the same team that we're seeing in the playoffs now. Um, Elliott Short-Parks tweeted that at the beginning of the season the Eagles were criticized for having one of the oldest rosters in the entire league. Now it's younger players that are stepping up Boston Scott, the Miles Sanders, Carson Wentz, um, the receivers, you know, the tight end Josh Perkins, Dallas Goddard, um, Greg Ward, all those players, they're stepping up. They're the ones making it work. I mean, it's the same thing on the defensive side of the ball. Avante Maddox is doing it. Sidney Jones. um, It's amazing that all these younger players are stepping up. They want to win. They want to make sure that the Eagles are doing everything they can to win the regular season games to get into the playoffs, but also try to advance in the playoffs and make a Super Bowl run. It would be a magical run, but I'm not counting it out. Um, I just have to credit the resilience of this team, and it all falls on Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. I think they deserve a lot of respect and credit from Eagles fans and fans everywhere. First of all, Doug Peterson. um, When Eagles started struggling earlier in the season, a lot of people were saying, is Doug Peterson not a good coach anymore? Is he on the hot seat? Um, There's been a lot of debate since Frank Reich left after the Super Bowl, because the offensive coordinator Mike might, uh, Mike might hasn't been very competent, hasn't helped Doug Peterson a lot. And a lot of the fault has fallen Doug Peterson. A lot of people were saying, "Oh, I miss the old Doug." Um, this, the 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 feats that he's done, with the roster that he's been handed is fantastic. Um, he's dealing with so many injuries, so many players, so many moves. Like specifically practice squad um promotions. What he is doing with this team and still made the playoffs is amazing. Not to mention Doug Peterson is one of the greatest coaches in December. I think he only has one loss in the month of December um since 2017. That is great. Um, he knows how to finish the season off well. And that's <clears throat> that's great to see out of um your head coach. You want to make sure that he is putting the team in the best Position to win a football game and Doug Peterson is definitely someone to do that. So I think all the the takes early in the season just need to be deleted, forgot about um, saying that Doug Peterson is on the hot seat. Maybe the Eagles should look for a different head coach in the near future. Um, Doug Peterson is here to stay. He's one of the best in the league. Carson Wentz, man, I have gone to battle for Carson Wentz in the past couple of years. His rookie year, not. Not many people were talking about him. He had a quiet, quietly good year. Um, a lot of people had a lot of respect for him. 2017, um, he had a good season, then got hurt, and that's when the slander started to pick up. Everybody was like, oh, Wentz couldn't finish the season. Nick Foles is making it happen. 2018 is a similar narrative, but just more intense because it happened again. Um, they did him in the Super Bowl, but Nick Foles brought him to a playoff victory. Um, Carson Wentz wasn't there. He was hurt, and... He started off the season a little bit on the slow end. I think everybody that has criticized Carson Wentz just needs to take it back. Um, They need to just be honest about it, come out and say, hey, I was wrong because you couldn't be more wrong. Wentz, I've never had any of my doubts about Carson Wentz. I had to criticize him a little bit earlier in the season. I think he definitely deserves some criticism, but he listened to all of it. Um, He made sure that he was doing everything that he can to win these games. And I think one thing that's really helping him is these these younger players stepping up. They want to win football games. They want to help out Carson Wentz. And that's what's making it happen. I'm not saying that Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar. I'm not trying to put any of the blame on them. I just think these younger players are a lot hungrier. Um, I think that's what's making the difference. He's looking a lot better because of it. He's coming into his full form as a quarterback. I think we haven't seen the full potential out of Carson Wentz, but what we know out of <clears throat> what we see out of Carson Wentz is someone's not gonna throw a lot of yards, which is okay, because as you can see, the top five um, quarterbacks this year as far as passing yards go, um, didn't even make the playoffs, so that's okay with me. He throws a good amount of touchdowns and not many interceptions at all. That's what you know you're gonna get out of Carson Wentz, and I'm completely okay with that. Um, He's a great quarterback, I'm super excited to see what he can do in the playoffs. Um, But just going back on it, I think people just need to forget everything negative that they said about Carson Wentz because he made it happen. He looked great these past couple of games. Um, In my opinion, the best quarterback in the league these past four four games, um, especially in the fourth quarter slash overtime because they had that overtime game against the Giants. He's been a fantastic closer and making sure that the Eagles won those games. Um, So Wentz, man, a bunch of respect to you, but it's not over with. Uh, Go out there. Show the world you're ready to win a playoff game. Uh, The playoff outlook right now, Eagles are going to play the loser of the Seahawks and 49ers game. You're probably going to know who that is when you're listening to this podcast. Personally, I said this before. I wanted to be a wanted to be the Seahawks right now they're decimated with injuries. Um, Josh Gordon got suspended indefinitely by the league. so I like where the where the Eagles match up against the Seahawks and the one place I would like to go play out of the NFC teams is San Francisco. so in an ideal world, I would like for the Eagles to win at home against the Seahawks and then go to San Francisco in the next round. I think they match up well against San Francisco as well, but I would rather play at San Fran than Seattle. Um, and then you get to Sean Jackson back in the division around once they most likely uh, beat the Seahawks there, so that's definitely something that we'll get to look um, into. But I'm going to close this thing off with um, something I talked about a couple of weeks ago. I said that the Eagles' offense can get them into the playoffs, but it'll be the defense that can win a playoff game. I'm going to stay true to this. I think the Eagles offense definitely pulled them into the playoffs with Carson Wentz's play, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. But I think it's going to be the defense that's going to win a playoff game. I talked about the leadership. I talked about Brandon Graham, Malcolm Jenkins, Rodney McLeod, Jalen Mills, all those players that understand the ramifications of of a playoff game. It's not just the leadership, it's um, the play as well. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham on the defensive line. Nate Gary, who I, I really like, and the linebacker group, Nigel Bradham, and then the secondary, Jalen Hills, Craven LeBlanc, Sidney Jones, and then Ronnie McLeod and Malcolm Jenkins, who have been solid. All that combined, I think, is definitely enough to win a playoff game. I think the Eagles' defense matches up pretty well against all of the NFC offenses. I think they can definitely limit them. Not to mention, the Eagles' defense is really good at home. Um, they can play well well uh, when they're at home in Philly. They're playing a little bit worse um, on the road, but that first game is going to be at home. That's the game that's going to matter. Um, and I think they're going to be able to get it done. I'm going to stay true to my, my podcast I talked about a couple weeks ago that the, the offense is going to take them into the playoffs, which they did, but the defense will win that playoff game. Because um, the way I'm thinking about it is if the Eagles limit and an opposing offense to 20 points or less, yeah, it might take the Eagles' offense a lot of time to put that amount of points back on the board to win the game, but I think Carson Wentz can make it happen. He's going to he's gonna struggle a little bit because it's going to be the best defenses in the league, the best teams in the league. But um, I fully, fully believe that if the defense can get off the field quickly, put the offense back in there with um, not a ton of points to make up, <clears throat> I believe in Carson Wentz and other offensive weapons to make it, make it happen and win that game. That's all I have for you guys today. I want to thank you for enjoying this NFC championship uh, or NFC divisional title with me. Um, NFC championship will come later. Hopefully. Sorry about that. Um, It's been fun. It's been a really fun season with you guys so far. And I'm not looking forward to the end yet. Uh, The Eagles have some unfinished business. They've had a solid season so far, factoring all the injuries. Um, You know, Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, and the rest of the team, they're ready to make something happen. They're ready to make some noise in the the postseason. And what I've said before is, once you get into the playoffs, you're 0-0. It's a new season. And I think the players are really going to understand that because they're already counted against. Um, In 2017, when the Eagles made the Super Bowl run, everybody was calling them the underdogs because Everybody was counting against them. They weren't supposed to win that game against the Falcons, the Vikings, or the Patriots in the Super Bowl. It's going to be very similar this year. Everybody's going to be betting against them. They're a 9-17. and That lost to the Dolphins. Um, they got blown out by the Cowboys, who aren't in the playoffs. They had some pretty bad losses. But you know what? None of that matters anymore. The wins and losses, they go away. Eagles, they're 0-0 right now. Right now, they're the fourth seed. They're going to be hosting a playoff game. And that has me super excited. I um, want to thank you guys for sticking with me. Please make sure you uh, stick around the postseason. Hopefully we'll be around for a couple more weeks. And uh, after that, like I said, there's going to be a lot of off-season content. But right now, we're not thinking about that. We're thinking about this playoff game next weekend. I'm going to get some more content out for you guys this week. But for now, go Birds.